Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The NFL is actually here. Everyone thank Roger Goodell for his service. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the next head coach at UConn. Don't worry. My whole contract will be based on incentives. And with me, as always, is AJ. Andy Dalton is starting the first Sunday night football game of the year. Mark Casey. I don't know why you try to get me started on this. That game should not be Sunday night football. I don't know why they gave the Rams Sunday night football to start the year back-to-back years to, to honor their new stadium. Like, it, it makes no sense. Like, either you shouldn't have given it to them last year because there's no fans, and they made the I, fucking I, schedule that late. We knew there wasn't going to be fans. Rob, why'd you get me started, man? I like that your issues with the Rams being on Sunday Night Football, not the Bears. <laughs> it's You're the, happy, the Bears. The Bears deserve <laughs> to be on there. It's such a terrible... No, just my issue is the whole thing. The whole thing. And yeah, but you're totally, if, if you're going to put the Rams Sunday Night Football Week 1... Give them a good matchup. I don't like Cowboys Bucks tomorrow night. I think that's another bad matchup. It's just, Why? Like, I, I like the tradition of um, like putting the NFC Championship game rematch or AFC Championship game rematch or a, a big time division rival or one of the playoff rematch. You know what I mean? Like put them up against yeah, pl- a team that like is a real to be the threat. NFL schedule maker on Indeed. I <laughs> I have been not a team that missed the playoffs last year. I know they're good, but. Still, anyways. This has gone way too long. Today we're finishing our NFL Divisional Preview with the AFC and NFC West. It's the best. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven. With my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. When I'm sporting, I like to be drinking. There's nothing more I like than combining drinks and sports, but not the actual beverage of a sports drink. So for me, I like to go to sportsdrink.org where I get sports, not sports, pop culture, Drinks, not drinks, anything, everything under the umbrella. Because sportsdrink.org has officially launched. We are part of the podcast network there, and we are we're happy and you should go check it out, you know? It's a it's a very aesthetically pleasing website. Uh, 
And if you want to see a picture of me or AJ, you get to. First page, you baby. Really get to. AJ's on the first page. I'm on the fourth page. Not, I'm not mad, but it's, it's whatever. Uh, but the reason AJ is on the first page is because AJ's a Spotify green room master. How many different Spotify green room accounts do you run now? Uh, well, the thing is, most of the people commenting and replying in my Spotify green rooms are just me on other accounts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got I don't know between twenty five and thirty ish around there, and each of those because those accounts have their own shows, multiple. Yes, yes, and and that you you're able to do this because it's free, free to download, free to use. What more can you ask for? So why not just spend your whole life doing <laughs> Spotify green rooms, um, like maybe about I don't know, Tulane. What do you think about Tulane? I mean, we could do a whole series on their uniforms. That's for sure. Um, the best uniform in sports? Up there. Quite possibly. Up there, absolutely. Quite possibly. Can I just quickly say, it was so awesome for Oklahoma to put the logo on the field for them, too. Not only because the logo is sick, but because to show some respect. Absolutely. Uh, Spotify Green Room, free to download, free to use. Uh, you can go on to the iOS app store, download it, and then you'll have it, and then you can use it, and it's all free. Uh, bring your spiciest takes. Do you have spicy takes about the AFC West? Oh, yeah. So, AJ, let me uh, preface this entire episode by letting you know, when you leave one division to the end... And you're doing records. <laughs> yep. Sometimes you come away with way more wins than you were expecting because you're just like outside of the top tier teams in the league. You're like kind of low for the most part on teams. So you'll be like, oh, they're playing the Chargers. Let's give them a, like the team that's playing the Chargers a loss or the 49ers. Let's give the team. Anyway, I have a lot of positive records on this show. Uh, yeah, actually, I do too. I have one. I only have one losing record. <laughs> no, sorry, two, two, two. But I, I, I think okay, it's I have three. It's not ridiculous because I think these mine's. are two very, very good divisions. Okay, mine's ridiculous because of the amount of wins. I'm excited to hear this, but yeah, just behind the curtain, we uh, we pick every game. That's how we get our records. It's not like ah, I feel like they're a eleven and six team or anything like that. We pick every game. <laughs> But we don't do it at once. We do it when we're doing the show, or at least I do. And uh, so, so sometimes you get to the end, you're like, fuck, I don't know if I really think this team is that record, but I got to stick with it. Yeah, it's tough. So why don't you hit me with your AFC West records, and uh, we can we can see how bad this all is. So I don't know if the Raiders, my last place team in the AFC West, are really a 5-12 team like I have them. Uh, but... But they don't they don't inspire a lot of confidence, and I think that's why I have them at five and twelve. Uh, third for me, I got the Denver Broncos, and I got them squeaking out a winning record with a nine and eight. Uh, second for me, the L.A. Chargers. This is a big record, but I, I believe this is wholeheartedly. I got them at eleven and six, and of course the Kansas City Chiefs winning the AFC West at fifteen and two. Wow, you're low on the Chargers compared to me. Oh my God, I'm excited. <laughs> Okay. Okay, so I got I got the Raiders going seven and ten, so slightly better than you. I think um, that's more realistic, but, to, to be completely honest. Yeah. 
They're playing the AFC North and NFC East, so I think you're getting uh, some some wins out of the NFC East there. Uh, the the Broncos, I got going eight and nine, so we're both kind of on that mm-hmm. that bubble of a well, you can't go five hundred anymore, but like the bubble of five. So the new five hundred is eight wins or nine wins. Yeah, uh, and then I've got the LA Chargers going thirteen and four. I love it. Feeling great about that one, and then the Chiefs going fourteen and three. So. I also realized I uh, I have the all my best records of every team we've done has been the best records have been fourteen and three and I think it's been I've I've got uh, I think the Bills, uh, the Packers, the Rams, the Seahawks or not the Seahawks the Forty ers so there's a spoiler and the the Chiefs all going fourteen and three. Oh my God! Okay, well that's double. Yeah, I, yeah, there was a lot of mistakes made. Yep. Uh, do you want me to rattle off my my final AFC standings? Is that I don't know if you got that in front of you, but I can do it if you want. I That's don't. What, is that what we're talking about? Okay. Well, you did your spiel. This is my this is my spiel. Uh, I got the Chiefs with the top seed, fifteen and two. I got the Bills thirteen and four with the second seed. Browns third seed, twelve and five. Titans four seed, eleven and six. Uh, Ravens and Chargers five and six, also at eleven and six. And I got the Steelers squeaking out into the playoffs, ten and seven. And I had the Dolphins ten and seven, but I think the Steelers get in. That's fairly chalk. Yeah, it's not crazy at all. I th- you know, it's funny. Like, like I'm like, I look at it now. I'm like, Chiefs, yeah, they're winning the division, no doubt. Bills winning the division, no doubt. Browns, absolutely. Well, a little doubt. Titans, yes. But then, like, you you go, you know, come come January, it's like, fuck, this was all completely wrong. Even though you feel so good about it at this point. Yeah, like I feel great about my 13 and four Chargers. You want to start uh, with the Chargers? Okay, but look, 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 sure. So, obviously, they have a new head coach. Uh, the curse of the Chargers, I hope, is over. Me too. We'll see what Brandon Staley brings to the table, but there's promising signs. Uh, do I really believe in this 13 and four record? No, but I live and die by what the what what uh, my scale says, if you will. Uh, do you believe so they're a playoff team for for real? Yeah, I believe they're competing for. Um, <laughs> That's the seven C's. Oh my god. Okay. So yeah, like I, I thought my eleven wins I did the same thing. I'm like, fuck, I gave them too many wins. But I sat down like, okay, eleven and six is like a ten and six. Do I think this team can make the leap to ten and six uh on the back of well, Justin Herbert? Yes, I do. Well the okay, so what's really holding me back here? Okay, obviously this is assuming they stay healthy, which is never given with the Chargers. No. But let's let's say Austin Eckler stays healthy, Mike Williams stays healthy, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, uh, Drew Tranquil. If everyone stays healthy, I think they're a legitimate playoff team. But mm-hmm. there's still worries around the offensive line, though they did a really good job addressing it. I I think realistically this 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 should be talent wise a ten win team. What yeah. do you think? No, I agree, and that's why I got them there. Like, and... Yeah, Herbert's coming off arguably the greatest rookie quarterback season in NFL history, and it, not just statistically, the way he played was electric. He was one of the most exciting QBs yes. basically from the minute he touched the field, uh, and, and despite having a staff around him that ended up fired and injuries all throughout that Chargers uh, team. Um the running back situation, though they don't have a, a true go-to guy, Austin Eckler is one of the, the most dynamic uh, satellite backs in the league. 
if he can stay healthy, we know how much damage he can do. Then you get Keenan Allen, one of the best to do it. Mike Williams, one healthy, one of the most physical receivers. They draft Josh Palmer, who I think we're both pretty excited about because yeah. of his fit as a as a, a field stretcher with Herbert. It's perfect. Um, they bring in Jared Cook. They draft Trey McKitty. They got the boy Donald Parham. They have a Break couple tight end options. Donald there. Parham, baby. But it all comes back to the offensive line, where the big thing is signing Corey Lindsley, one of the best centers in the league, to kind of anchor the interior. You sign Matt Filer, who he he was kind of up and down last year in Pittsburgh, but such an mm-hmm. upgrade for them. Yeah. Um, and you get a healthy Brian Bulaga, and you draft Rashawn Slater. Yeah, the offensive line is way better than it's been in a long time, if it can stay together, which is so always such a fucking issue for the Chargers. Um, I will say the the one thing when I looked at the I'm like oh my god eleven and six, the one thing that made me think, well maybe this isn't true aside from the offensive line, is I'm still not completely sold in this coaching staff and obviously they haven't been on the field yet, but I, I don't I thought I thought elevating Brandon Staley this quickly was way too quick. Um, I okay I yeah. I will say I'm I I despite him moving way quicker up the chain than you'd expect and, and um, kind of butting guys in line who were more, I think, deserving of the job. Mm-hmm. Everything he's done since taking over, I, I, I think, has been positive. My worry with the staff is more so Joe Lombardi I was about as to the get offensive there. coordinator. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, Because Shane Steichen did a great job last year um, with Justin Herbert despite the situation. Uh, and Lombardi has kind of a very up and down history. Yeah. Obviously, he comes over from the Saints, but and Drew Brees has been at training camp, but that that's uh, a bit of a mystery. Yeah, I mean, he got the the old New Orleans pump, but hopefully, hopefully that can kind of help him. But no, that definitely is the one thing that kind of holds him back. We're like, I, I don't, I'm not again. I totally agree. I think Brandon Staley has has done a really good job since he's come in, or shown the signs of being a good coach. But I'm still not 100% sold, and it really comes down to I don't really believe in Joe Lombardi. Defensively, though, we saw what Staley could do when he had true dogs. Mm-hmm. He he did a fantastic job last year taking advantage of elite talent. And he's coming to a situation where they have that in Joey Bosa and in Derwin James if they can stay healthy. They also they have – I think Drew Tranquil is about to break out. He obviously got hurt last year, but I think – him and Kenneth Murray are going to be really fun beside each other on this defense, and way better um, than anything Staley had last year in LA at the position. Yeah, also, also a really good point. So much more athletic than the linebacker Staley was coaching with the Rams. Even, even you throw in Uchenna Nwosu, which he can get creative with. That's that's even like no no stuff. Like he's a good football player, but no no superstar or anything. But uh, I'm just just giving that option it is really fun. And then obviously German James coming back, staying healthy so far. I'll hope I'll hope he does because he's one of the f- most fun players in the league. Giving and, and uh, you assume giving, you yeah, assume go Staley's going to use him as a complete Swiss Army. What I was about to say, yeah, just just giving Staley that that player as a weapon, a defensive weapon, that could be extremely exciting. Um, the the other kind of concerns here uh, defensively, obviously, when healthy, Joey Bosa is one of the best in the league. Who's that number two pass rusher, and will um, Jerry Tillery kind of level up mm-hmm. this year. He's shown very little as a first-round pick. Uh, they bring in uh, Linval Joseph, 
uh, last year. And he's still got something left in the tank is just a true nose. But kind of outside of Joey Bosa, it's kind of a mystery um, in terms of the defensive line. And then you move to the secondary. And corner is a kind of – which we knew entering entering the offseason was yeah. a hole for them. And they took Asante Samuel Jr., who I think is going to be a really good fit. But there's still – like it's a combination of young guys around – Young and unproven guys around Derwin James, who's got the injury history, and Chris Harris Jr., who's probably uh, nearing the end of his career. Yeah, no, for sure. And like Michael Davis has been okay. I, I think I think Staley's going to get uh, some some really good production out of this group, though. I, I, yeah, and Nasir Adderley, also who's missed a lot of his time so far coming to the league, most of his time. Uh, seeing what he can do too at the other safety spots can be really interesting. So lots of questions, but. Even more optimism, I think. Well, I'm excited because I think if you saw what Jordan Fuller did yeah. as kind of that single high guy for the Rams last year, I'm hoping because that's a rule in Sierra utterly really fits. Uh, yeah, for sure, and I think he's more talented than Jordan Fuller. No, 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 uh, no insults intended, though. Um, so I, I, to me, this team, this team has the talent to be contending for a playoff spot. We've said that so uh, many times. But we say that years. every year. So who literally <laughs> is this the new Chargers? I don't know. But either way, they're they're gonna be must watch every week because Justin Herbert's that talented. Um do you, how many Raiders games are you gonna willingly throw on this year, Ralph? How many guys on the Raiders do you care to watch? Um, um Rugs if you can I w- show up. Darren Waller for sure. Absolutely. I want to see if Henry Ruggs takes that leap. Uh, I love Max Crosby with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do want to say Trevon Morig. I'm really excited to see him. Yep. But yep. other than that, like, yeah, I don't. I don't like, and it's not even like because you, uh, you look at some some teams and you're like, this team doesn't have enough talent to to be competitive. Like the Raiders have parts here and there like to win five to seven games probably but it's just like not very exciting i don't think it's an exciting brand of football i like i don't love watching josh jacobs crash into the line yeah 20 times a game i know they're bringing Kenyon drake i'm excited to see if they actually get creative in his usage but probably not um (laughs) john gruden and Derek carr are just so perfect for each other because they scream 500. And neither yes. of them are particularly bad at their jobs. Uh, I know Derek Carr had a pretty good year last year, but neither of them get you excited in the least. And like you just said, Josh Jacobs is a really good back, but I, I, he's not a guy I tune in for. And Thom's line was dismantled in the offseason, and it it does not look inspiring at all. Like, So I think that that's the big downgrade here. Where you know Derek Carr was getting the ball out of his hands fast as hell, so that helps off the line, Um, and that's kind of Gruden's offense. But uh, when they're going to try to push the ball downfield, and maybe Waller is getting doubled, and Henry Ruggs hasn't made the leap, the offensive line I don't think is going to hold up. And I I think that's they bowed him out a bit, and Gruden finally falls to where he kind of I'm not going to maybe this sounds a little mean, but where he kind of belongs in the modern NFL because I think he's falling behind there too. Um, and I think that's what happens to that five-win Raiders team. But the, they're on paper; they're better than that. I, I even though the, there has been turnover on that offensive line, like there's the like Alex Leatherwood did look good in the preseason, 
So there's some promise there. Mm-hmm. Um, Colt Miller has exceeded expectations, yep. expectations at left tackle. For sure. Uh, Richie Incognito is still playing like one of the best guards in football. Um, but, like, I don't know. Just the unproven wide receiver core, the I'm not trusting of them, Kyra Norgruden, to utilize Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Uh, and then re- relying so heavily on Darren Waller, who I love, and he is fantastic. But when Darren Waller's catching like 12 passes a game for 90 yards and Josh Jacobs averaging 3.8 a carry, you're just – yeah, it's not an overly explosive offense. And they drafted Henry Ruggs to fix that, but then they didn't really do a great job of – I know he just also had some rookie struggles, but – it felt like they they struggled to even scheme him touches. I, oh, absolutely! Every week, I feel like we we're coming on the show and talking about how frustrating it is that they just can't get him the football and like just not utilizing him properly in the least. Um, I will then, say quickly. Sorry, I would love to see them just absolutely commit and give Hunter Renfro twenty targets a game out of the slot and just uh, for five yards a pop. Defensively, it just it's a mishmash of like overdrafted people, guys they've acquired through free agency, uh, and then honestly, outside of I'm gonna go ahead and say outside of in, in the recent defensive draft picks, outside of Max Crosby and Tron Morig, like everyone has been overdrafted pretty much. Everyone who was taken highly was overdrafted. And we just um, Tanner Muse just got cut, who they took in the top one hundred. Everyone said, "What the fuck are you doing?" So yeah, I think I think that's very fair. Um, like Cleland Farrell, also they, we knew was an overdraft at the time, and he's but like everyone kind of like okay, been, it's gonna be solid, but he hasn't been. He hasn't been. No, and, and Max Crosby was taken in the fourth round, and it's been, been great. far better than him immediately. Um, yeah. They they bring in Yannick and Gakwe in free agency, and they also Malcolm Kuntz is a guy I think we both liked, mm-hmm. but they took him so much earlier than most people were expecting. Um, so like it's just there's a lot of weird decisions. The interior of the defensive line, it is just like washed veterans. Um. Like, I think they're going to be heavily relying on Gerald McCoy, who's coming off a season-ending injury at 33. And then the linebacker courts, like, they they traded for Denzel Perriman recently, and then they just signed K.J. Wright. Okay, let let me pound the table for for K.J. Wright here. He's still an absolute stud. He was a monster last year. They waited. No, I know. No, no, I I know you know. I don't get that. He knows the defense. That's the only thing I can, you know, he's going to get up to speed fast. I, it's it's not. A, I, well, he's I, their best I, linebacker by a country mile. Yeah, yes. But I know they should have brought him in earlier. I, I I don't know what it was. I think he was kind of waiting to come to to go back to Seattle. To be completely honest, but it's a good spot for KJ, and uh, I think he's he's gonna be up to speed fast. Their, their linebacker core is so weird because it's like they they kind of overpaid for Corey Littleton and mm-hmm. Nick Kwiatkowski last year, and both of them disappointed. They drafted Von Diablo to. The safety from Vautech to play linebacker in the third round, it felt a little early to be doing that. They randomly trade for Denzel Perriman. They bring in KJ Wright. Like, yeah, they're, th- I don't they're know, throwing, they're throwing weird, darts. It's a weird, it's a weird, yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Behind a defensive line that's already weird, then you move to the secondary. It's like the secondary is just full of guys they've overdrafted who've done nothing. Yeah. And uh, like Jonathan Abram, 
he's shaping up to be a bust. Damon Arnett's very much shaping up to be a bust. Uh, Trevon Mullen is the best of the bunch, and I don't think you're overly confident having him. He's kind of a bust, too. Yeah. (laughs) He's just less so than the other guys. They signed Casey Hayward, who is at the tail end of his career. Um, I don't know. uh, I, I, I personally hope Amik Robertson hits. Yeah. But he didn't show very much as a rookie. Um, outside of outside of Trevon Morig, who hasn't played a snap in the NFL, I, I don't feel super positive to, positively about anyone in the secondary. No, no, not at all. And it's so much invested, like you just said. But no, I'm really excited to see Morig for the Raiders. And apparently he's been really, really good at camp. And uh, I'm excited for that. But no, it's... And honestly, the Raiders almost feel like they're kind of like not a darling in the media, but like they're the sleeper darling almost. Where like a lot of people are like, well, don't forget about the Raiders. Watch out for the Raiders. Derek Carr had a good year this year. And then you look at the whole picture and it's like, what is this team going to do? I, I got a theory there. It's because Mayock, Gruden, and then Derek Carr's brother, David, are all – Gruden <laughs> and Mayock were both in the media. And then obviously David's up, up on NFL Network trumping, trumping that Derek Carr's a top-ten quarterback. good theory. But I've even seen it from PFF. But I guess they're – NFL Network affiliated now even too, so you're right. That's a good point. Okay, what what about this Denver Broncos team makes you think they can have a winning record? Is it that Teddy's not going to lose games? He's going to manage them. They got playmakers around him. It's and, exactly and that, yeah. And, and the defense is and really you trust good. Big Bangio with that defense, yes. Yeah, it's Teddy. Teddy. I don't think he's going to turn the ball over. I don't think he's going to be special, but I love Teddy Bridgewater with my whole heart. And then, like you just said, uh, Jerry Judy. K.J. Hamler, who, who flashed in the preseason, I believe in. Cortland Sutton coming back. Tim Patrick, one of the best wide receiver fours, if not the best wide receiver four. Like, that's great. You throw into a fan, who we know can be special. Albert O is, uh, was, was catching a bunch of balls as a tight end two last year. Uh, Melvin Gordon is Melvin Gordon. Javante Williams, I think, could be a spe- I think we both think could be a special, special running back. Uh, that's all. That all looks amazing. We, we, even last year, that looked awesome. It looks even better this year. Um, especially with with it being healthy, then you throw in the offensive line and it, it looks better too. Like um, obviously the drafting um, our friend of the show Quinn Miners, who isn't going to start right away, doesn't seem like, but that just helps solidify it. Bowles is solid. Uh, Reisner is becoming a stud. Uh, Cushenberry up and down as a rookie, but I I still believe there. Glasgow is solid. I don't trust Bobby Massey, but other than that, it's better, right? Yeah, so I, I I think a lot of this hinges on um, Javante Williams being a bell cow to take pressure off Teddy. Um, and Jerry Judy needs to clean up the drops. Cortland yeah. Hunt needs to return to what he was two years ago. Uh, KJ Hamler needs to also take a leap. Like It's a lot of relying on young guys to take leaps, get healthy. But, again, similar to what we were saying about the Chargers, on paper, it's a very talented team. And then de- defensively is... Uh, I, mean, I think that's the difference, where like I trust def- Dick Fangio and I trust the, the defense. The defense is a really, uh, a really good mix of veterans. Like, Shel- Shelby Harris play is, has been playing phenomenally. Um, if Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller are healthy, we know what they can do. Uh, they they um, also... Brought in Kyle Fuller, which I think is a really good move. Cream Jackson played 
pretty well last year. And and then you factor in Justin Simmons is one of the best safeties, if not the best safety in football. And then Patrick Sertan looks like an all-pro as a rookie in the preseason. Yeah, it, it could be the best secondary in the NFL. I think they got that type of capability. And well, yeah, they they tra- literally traded as we record this. They traded Ronald Darby a couple hours ago to the Saints, which uh, I don't think we know the compensation yet. But no. um, it seemed like a, a smart move for both sides because, yeah, I don't think he was going to play much on this defense, and the Saints really needed a corner. Um, just because the, the yeah the secondary is freaking pretty loaded already. Yeah. yeah. You and got, then you, you got Fuller and Sertan on the outside, Bryce Callahan at nickel, and then Kareem Jackson and Simmons at safety. Like, that's a pretty phenomenal group. And then, like, Kaden, the rookies, Kaden Stearns and Jamar Johnson, who, who flash behind them. It's a very, very solid group. There's a lot of – like they just, like you said, they just traded Darby. And, like, there's a lot of guys on this secondary that, that aren't starting that could be starting other places. Um, so, I think I – think, uh, like, I, so, I think the pieces are there and the secondary I trust and Vic Fangio I trust. I think that combined with the the talent around, and like you said, it, it has to click for, for around Teddy. But just him not turning the ball over and relying on this defense, I think that's a seven to nine win football team easily. And I just I just want to loop back to like what t- Teddy wasn't amazing last year, but he 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 had his moments. And mm-hmm. I mean, just look at how how much um, production DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson had. Yeah. Uh, like that gives you hope, especially with a guy of Jerry Judy's skill set. I think he'll vibe quite well with Teddy Bridgewater. Like Jerry Judy has the potential to be the best route runner in the NFL. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just it was frustrating watching him those double catches and the drops. But once he cleans that up, um, yeah, it's it's gonna click. It's gonna click. I, I again, it, it kind of they're only gonna go as far as Teddy could take them. So, I, but I think everything around him is gonna click. And it's just finding that franchise quarterback after that. But that's not this year. And no one's going to win the division except for the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. I don't know how much we can really bother saying here. He's the he's the, uh, he's the most talented quarterback maybe ever. Um, they obviously return Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. They have to have Nicole Hardman, I think, take a bit of a leap. Yeah, Maybe half to is a strong word, but I think – yeah, Cause for it, where they or are, Byron, they, or, they, or the or the Pringle man, or the Pringle man for, for for a talking point, they have to have a wide receiver to step up. But in reality, they'll be fine without it. You know what I mean? Like, um, but well, no, like, even yeah. Cla- like if if as a whole last year, everyone was hyped for Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and I think you could say it was a pretty disappointing season given the expectations and didn't really impact them that much. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to have a big bounce back. I, That's what I, all, I was going to say. Yeah, it's not even a bounce back. Like, he wasn't bad. It was just the hype was insane, and he could have never lived up to that. But um, I, I think he's going to come back and have a really, really good year, especially because the offensive line, I think, obviously, that's, that's a big conversation. I Unproven, but I, I think it's better, and especially better for running the football. Yes. Yes, the offensive line went from being – a, like scrap heap welded together to not only returning um, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, the Canadian legend, yep. who's not even going to start now after his opt out year because they they've added so much depth. Uh, but they obviously they trade for Orlando Brown to be their left tackle. They draft Creed Humphrey to be their center. 
They got a steal in Trey Smith, who looks like he's going to be starting. Yep. Uh, as a as a rookie, a six round rookie who had day two talent. Uh, they signed Joe Thune in, in free agency, and Lucas Yang, who's basically a, a rookie in theory because he opted out of his rookie year. They took in the third round. He looks like he's going to be starting at right tackle. Yeah, and I think we both thought that was a really good pick when they took Yang. Obviously, we're both Trey Smith fans, and and he fell only because of the the blood clot issues. And Creed Humphrey's a stud. I thought that was a steal. So it's like well, just a bunch of steals and studs. Yeah. Because the guys behind them, yeah, Austin Blythe, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, Mike Remmers, Andrew Wiley, those guys have started so many games in the yeah. NFL. They have good depth. Yeah, like if any of those rookies really, really struggle, uh, you know, pop LDT in. And, you know, he's, he's already done it for you. And I know he's been away from the game fighting COVID for us in Canada. But uh, you still, you know, that's very reliable or, or awesome Blythe or whatever. Like that's... I don't know. I think it's the most uh, interesting off the line in football, and it might it might be it has the b- ability to be the best. It has the ability. Mm-hmm. And then def- defensively, they still have dogs, uh, kind of at each level. Yeah. Um, that's assuming Nick Bolton hits the way I expect him to. But Chris Jones is one of the best. Frank Clark, good football player. Good football. They bring player. in Jaron Reed. Yep. Uh, from Seattle. Uh, and then they so linebackers been an issue, but they've done a good job kind of hiding it. Um, just lack of athleticism. So they add an electric thumper in Nick Bolton, who I think if, he, if he's not starting early in the season, by the end he will be. Uh, I just think there's too much athleticism and talent there compared to playing freaking Anthony Hitchens and Ben Neiman. I think he'll probably be starting early in the season. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. And, and in the secondary, um, Legereus Sneed jumped on the scene last yeah. year. Obviously, Honey Badger, one of the best. Um, and then they have they have some interesting depth at safety, like Daniel Sorensen, <laughs> fan favorite over here. Yep. Juan Thornhill starting, hopefully, to get healthy. Um, Armani Watts. Solid. The, num- the number two corner spot, I think, is the biggest hole for sure on the whole roster yeah um um i'm you know, assuming it's gonna be Charvey, Charvey, Charvey's Ward. Ward? Yeah. yeah no i think he is um richard fenton i guess he played a lot for them he's okay mike hughes coming over from minnesota and, and he looked not bad in the preseason obviously he was a former uh, first round pick him getting right and maybe he's just, still only 24. He's young. I'm just saying him getting right could be huge for the Chiefs. And that almost feels like like that's so I don't know. It feels right. Like it feels like it's going to happen for him. I don't know why. Obviously we're both big fans of his coming out and it just landing there feels like such a great spot for him. He's got the opportunity. But yeah. And, uh, and the other thing is like even if you poke holes at the linebackers at at the corners outside of Sneed, um you you then you just you have Patrick Mahomes. You have mm-hmm. a rebuilt offensive line that could be one of the best in the league and maybe the deepest in the league. You have one of the best wide receivers, arguably the best tight end. Like The defense is good enough for them to be in every single game with that offense. Yeah, no, really? <laughs> just like The defense has to just avoid giving up 30 points, and like it's probably a win. Like that's yeah. it's pretty ridiculous. Like honestly, if they if they hover around twenty five points a game, they're still like a fifteen and, and two team. Like it's 
And and I'm not saying that they're that level. I think they're better than that. So. Okay, time to rank quarterbacks. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> ten till one. Here we go. Ten for me. One of my favorite players of all time, Rob. Chase Daniel, the, the GOAT backup. I thought you were going to say Chad Haney. Uh, no, no, don't worry. I got a lot of my favorite players of all time. Number nine for me, one of my favorite players of all time, Easton Stick, <laughs> flashing in the preseason. Uh, number eight for me, my favorite college player of all time, Nathan Peterman, who played every single snap for the Raiders in the preseason, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, number seven for me, uh, not a favorite, Drew Locke. Uh, number six for me, one of my favorite players of all time, Chad Haney. <laughs> I love a lot of these quarterbacks. I'm not even joking. Uh, number five, one of my favorite players of all time, Heisman Trophy winner, Marcus Mariota. Uh, four, Teddy Bridgewater. Three, Derek Carr. Two, Justin Herbert. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so I just uh, – Drew Locke didn't make my list. I just want that out there early. Uh, ten for me, one of my favorite players of all time, Brett Rippon. Practice <laughs> yes. squad member of the Denver Broncos. Nine, Nathan Peterman. Eight, Chad Henney, who people forget. The man has tattoos on his arm now. He looked good when he came in from Holmes last year. He's kind of swaggy now. Uh, seven, Easton Stick. Six, Missouri legend. Now, this only goes back to his Missouri career, yep. Chase Daniel. Absolutely. I just I value that Missouri team so much in the Kansas team they played, uh, which was led by Todd Reesing so much. I, that was like my favorite season in college football ever. Five, Marcus Mariota. Four, Teddy B. Three, Derek Carr. Two, Justin Herbert. One, Patrick Mahomes. I, I, Jeremy Macklin will always have a special place in my heart, too. I love Jeremy Macklin. Uh, <laughs> MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Move on. Offensive player of the year, Tyreek Hill? I put Travis Kelsey. Okay, I like that. That's fun. I, like, you flip a coin. Uh, I'll put Tyreek. I'll say Tyreek Hill. He, he, he's very good. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't to pick one of, the, if you weren't picking one of them, who would you pick? Uh, and and not a quarterback. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Hold on, let me let me let me stew on this for for half a second here. Um, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, even though he might miss week one, I just saw. Um, wow. I put Darren Waller. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's the choice, especially because we already talked about that he's going to get force fed the football. <laughs> No, I think yes. I think that's the choice, and like like I love a lot of the Broncos' young talent, but I don't think it happens this year. Yeah, defense uh, player of the year. Yeah, actually, an interesting conversation. Um, lots of I think lots of options here. Obviously, uh, maybe Derwin James coming back from the injury. Uh, maybe maybe Bosa taking coming back too. Um, I went with Chris Jones moving to edge. I think he's already looked like a monster. Uh, he's on the best team, obviously. I think he's going to have a really 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 good year. I'm with Joey Bosa. Uh, still just 26. Yep. One of the most consistent pass rushers in the NFL when healthy. It's just, is he going to be healthy? Um, and if he is, I think, again, Brandon Staley taking over, he's going to be a dominant force. I think he's a legitimate contender for the award. I think, Yeah, I think he is too. I think Chris Jones is like a, a really good sleeper contender. Officer Rookie of the Year. So, I, you I, said sleeper and I yawned. Offensive rookie of the year. This it, I I picked Rashawn Slater, who I know won't actually win it. Yeah, but playing left tackle for the Chargers, if he can help kind of that that offensive line stay together and play at a consistent level, and in them become a playoff team, which the offensive line plays could be key to that. I I, I think 
Just in terms of this division, he is makes the most sense. Yeah, he's like he's like Tristan Wirfs, but um, like that kind of player. I agree with you, Rob, but I, I gotta go with Javante Williams. I, I think, yeah, Melvin Gordon's there, but Melvin Gordon is like I said earlier, Melvin Gordon. I think before too long, um, Javante Williams is the dude there, and he's gonna have a maybe not an insane year this year, but I think he's gonna have a special career, and I think he's gonna have a, have a good year this year. Um, yeah, no, I think he's the, the most feasible. Uh, I mean, like you could even, I threw Creed Humphrey's name down too. If Alex Leatherwood keeps it up, I don't think like for the actual wood, but that's <laughs> a lot of offensive linemen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, defensive rookie of the year, Javon Morig. Uh, know what? I thought about it, but I, I went with Patrick Sertan. I know the opportunity is small, but the, the talent is, is just remarkable. I mean, in the preseason. I, he looked like I he, think, he was right there, yeah. And I think him building that clout through the preseason mm-hmm. will have people very fo- – like, not just the the top smart people in football, but like I think folk. not even just the media. Like, all football fans are, are going to know who he is. It also helps because his dad was so great. But yes, just like there's been so much buzz about him through the preseason because he was so, so friggin' incredible – that I think that that's going to help his case, even though it's like pretty much impossible to win it as a corner. Um, but that's going to help his case throughout the season for sure. Agree. Um, whereas Trevon Morig, I, I think he's going to have more opportunity, and I think he's talented. But uh, do you think the common fan knows Trevon Morig? No, and plus he's on a, I think, a bad football team. Um, yes, that's a, also a good point. Nick Bolton, an interesting candidate. Nick, too, Nick Bolton, I just don't know how much he's going to play because mm-hmm. uh, they may take their time with that because they don't need him to play. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. Offensive line, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, even though again they're going to prob- essentially be starting three rookies and two new signings. If this was a, a like, real award. Paper, if this was a real award, and like you know how regular awards are, it's, it's basically it's almost like so many of these awards are most improved or like you know breakout or something like that. The Kansas City Chiefs are like primed to win this the actual fictitious award. You know what I mean? Just with yeah. revamping uh, the entire thing. Yeah. Um, comeback player of the year. It's a great division for it, but I, if Derwin James is healthy, I don't know how you pick against him. Absolutely agree. Uh, Derwin James. I'm not going to say people forgot how special he is, but obviously missing the better part, and by better part I mean 99% of the last two seasons, um, you almost forget a little bit, but he's a special dude, man. And coming into that Brandon Staley offense, we already talked uh, defense, we already talked about it earlier, uh, I think he's going to fucking have so much fun with him. Um, I think he's a legit defense player of the year, sleeper kind of candidate, and I think he's yep. a legit, legit, legit candidate for comeback player. Uh, most improved. I went to his other opposite, Nasir Adderley. I, again, I think he's got the opportunity I here. I like that. I think, again, he's been banged up, and even when he's been on the – not as banged up as James has the last two years, obviously, but dinged up, missing time. When he's been on the field, hasn't really gotten the opportunity, hasn't really found his footing. Um, I haven't heard his name too much this offseason. I almost feel like that helps him. I think he's going to come in, and they're going to make a fucking electric safety duo. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm sticking with the Chargers. And though Mike Williams has had success, he has not lived up to being the seventh overall pick. Yeah. He's entering year year five. He obviously he missed his uh, his most his rookie year. Um, 
or have very little impact. He had a thousand yard year two two years ago, but he still it doesn't feel has arrived. With Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. if he can stay healthy, like I think he should be able to be a consistent one of the considered one of the best number twos uh, as a compliment to Keenan Allen, because um, the talent is there, the physicality is there. He is a freak. He just needs to kind of consistently do it, and, and uh, I'm looking for that this year. Yeah, I'm still holding my breath. You know the saying, don't hold your breath? I'm still holding my breath on Mike Williams. I, I think he's going to come back and do it. Well, I, I, I always it, will. It's it's funny, too, because, like, him, obviously that draft, um, yeah. him and Corey Davis were, right. were uh, the top two receivers to go. And, like, I think by – all accounts like Corey Davis did, uh, didn't live up to it in Tennessee, but Corey Davis, there's still this buzz around him. I mean, he was a top 100 player. He goes to the Jets. I think people are expecting it to kind of come now. Uh, yeah. And I don't know the the talk on Mike Williams. It's just like had no one ta- talks about that with him really. Yeah, even though when he's healthy, he's been better than Corey Davis. Yeah, so I I, I think this the year breakout play. Uh, I kept this pretty straightforward. Um, going back to me thinking the, the Broncos defense would be really good. I think Bradley Chubb is already is already there. I think he's just going to put it all together and, and have a, a big old sack here. Um, I picked Drew Tranquil. As you should. As you would, as you should. Thank you. I love Drew Tranquil. Um, uh, that's a good pick. I mean, uh, th- we haven't gotten there. Do you think Kenneth Murray has a better year with, with Staley? Uh, oh, I, I think definitely just coaching staff and then healthy pieces around him. Like, I think he was, like, quiet, like quietly bad last year. But, again, no one really talked about it that much. He had 100 tackles, I, me, I think. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be that good, but I think he'll be better. Speaking of Brandon Staley, coach of the year. Brandon Staley. I got them going 13-4. and four. I can't yeah, not it's But he's a legit candidate because – the Chargers clearly look like one of these teams that are going to make a big leap or cut at least. Um, so, yeah, no, he's a legit candidate. Uh, assistant coach of the year. I stuck on the, the Chargers having a big year. If they do, Joe Lombardi had a good year, so I put him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's a that's a, that's a a fair point. Uh, I just picked Eric Bieniemy because it's going to be one of the best well, offenses in the league, but, yeah. and I don't love Joe Lombardi. I don't I don't like Joe Lombardi either, but like, but Eric Bieniemy can't even get a head coaching job. He's not gonna win assistant coach. <laughs> he should yeah. though. Both, yes. Uh, GM of the year, GM I, of the... Tom Telesco. I did Brett Veach just because the way they re- rebuilt Good. that offensive line. Definitely, I think I think again hard for him, but I think he's gonna get credit for that. Uh, where I, I, as I, as I went, just the Chargers make the leap. Telesco gets residual credit. Well, it's his credit, but for taking Herbert, but for last year. The Slater pick, like you said, officer rookie of the year in the division. Uh, gets big credit for that. I think Telesco's a, a legit candidate. Again, this all goes down if the Chargers can actually pull this off and, and make a playoff leap. Uh, finally, the NFC West, the NFC best. But first, AJ, let me tell you a little <laughs> bit about Spotify Green Room. I'd love to hear a little now, bit about it. You might know more about Spotify Greenroom than the people who created Spotify Greenroom. True or false? Uh, oh, absolutely true. I've, I've dug into their uh, coding. I, I know it inside and out. Do you have a Spotify Greenroom about Spotify Greenroom? Uh, yeah, 
<laughs> that's uh, Green Room Squares. You never listened to it? That sounds sounds fucking riveting. <laughs> oh, it is. It's all of my um, my fake accounts. They always listen to it. This is enough. It's free in the iOS app store to download and to use. It's a sports talk platform. Talk to fans. Talk to friends. Talk to anyone who wants to talk. Uh, NFC West. How uh, do you have the Seahawks going undefeated? <laughs> Yeah, the the first 17-0 team in history uh, in the first 17-game season, the Seattle Seahawks uh, winning the division. No, I don't. But I have them winning the division still. But we'll get there. <clears throat> okay. Fourth. Clearly. I think this is the one that you can pencil in. Uh, there's not a Cardinal 7-10 and 10 and Cliff Kingsbury probably on his way out of town. Uh, yeah. Then we get interesting. Then we get very interesting. Third, I... I think the hype is too much. I think they're a good football team. San Francisco 49ers at 10 and 7 and uh still making the playoffs. Uh second That's that's really good still though. I think that oh, yeah. some of us have them going 14 and 3 for some reason, but that's I like that 10 and 7. I was going to pretend like I didn't know that cuz you gave it away earlier, but yeah, no, I think that's <laughs> I we'll get there. We'll, we'll start with the Niners in a second. Uh the Rams second, 11 and 6 and the Seahawks first, 11 and 6. So I think I think they're neck and neck with the Niners, oh, wow. just kind of behind them. Okay, so I'm I'm with you completely on the Cardinals, six and eleven. The it's it's gonna look bad when I think the other three teams in the division are making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I got the Seahawks thirteen and four, then the 49ers fourteen and three, and the Rams also fourteen and three. Oh my god! <laughs> imagine okay. Imagine that actually happens. It'd be like the the most insane division in obviously the most insane the division greatest. In yeah. yeah, and they yeah, are. I'm so you're just, right. I really respect this division. Okay, Let, let's start. With, she said, let's start with the the Niners. Um. <laughs> so, even though Jimmy G's going to start, it seems I don't think it's going to be long until Trey Lance is in there. The bye week feels like a nice target for for Trey Lance, right? It's like an, I think week four or five off the top of my head, and yeah, it's an early one. And like even 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 if Trey Lance struggles, he adds that dynamic running ability, which allows Shanny to just open up the run game a lot more. He's going to be more willing to take shots downfield with a guy like Brandon Ayuk. Um, How but much? It, it, let's say even yeah. if they don't like, I if Jimmy G can stay healthy. He's not going to win games, but he's not going to lose games. And and Kyle Shanahan's play calling and, and the weapons around and the talent on defense, like I still think that could be a a ten win team. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me let, two two parts here. Um, one, I think when even when healthy, and yeah, it comes down to Kyle Shanahan. But I think we've seen glimpses of Jimmy G being a he can lose you games type of quarterback at times, especially last year and like. Again, it's it's kind of like because he almost wasn't fully healthy either. But I think he's regressing a bit. But it's more like I trust Shanahan. That like I agree with you though is when when Jimmy G is healthy and Shanny's just got the offense running, they, he can get them to ten games. My other my other question. Well, that was a statement. This is a question. Do you? And if you do, how much do you think uh, the Niners and Shanny are going to get Trey Lance involved even when Jimmy G is starting? I think there will be a role there somewhere, somehow, especially we saw him, uh, I think, was it the third preseason game yes. where they're kind of rotating them? Yeah. So I think that is in the works, potentially. I agree. I agree with you. Um, now, I hope we get to see him sling it a bit. And not, it's not just uh, uh, the zone read, dude, or 
they're going to get really creative with the, with the running game for Lance too. That's that's guaranteed. Um, but yeah, I hope we hope we get to see him sling it. I kind of hope he takes over the the early buy and we get Trey Lance the rest of the way. But that being said, I love Trey Lance. You know, he was my quarterback too. I was one of the biggest Trey Lance fans. I I almost don't. I think he's gonna be electric, but I almost don't feel like he's gonna come in and be like a Justin Herbert level type of quarterback. I, that doesn't mean I don't think he can get there. I just mean immediately. Do you do you feel that? No, or do I you think disagree? he's. I think there's with Trey Lance, you're gonna get a lot of big plays, but uh, uh, some mistakes too. Like I think he'll. Yeah. He's going to be such a highlight reel of a, of a, a quarterback to enjoy, but um, in totality, I think you'll see some inconsistencies early. But I also think Kyle Shanahan's going to do a really good yeah. job to hide that and cover that up. And I, I think, like I, th- I mean, you can say that about pretty much all the rookie quarterbacks. I, I think are going to struggle to some extent, whether it be because of lack of talent around them or um, just the learning curve. Just the learning curve, yeah. Um, and when it comes to running back, like, it doesn't seem to matter who's back there. Shanahan's going <laughs> to yeah. get production. They go to receiver, and they have this type of receiver. They like these these guys who could be just be yak monsters. Brandon Ayuk's got a ton of hype coming into the year. Debo Samuel's healthy. I'm wondering who the third receiver is going to be. Yeah, I, I don't know. But when you have know. George Kittle, it's less of a worry. Yes. I mean... Maybe it's Trent Sherfield, just whole sure and Sherfield. But yeah, definitely with with Kittle coming back healthy, it it it's not much of a matter. But I I mean I love Debo Samuel, I love Brandon Ayuk, but they're not. I don't want to say they're I, Debo's proven, but you know he's he hasn't been healthy, and and Brandon Ayuk is not really proven, even though he's flashy. You know, I feel like this passing attack is getting um. Like it, it, people are acting like such a sure thing, but I I don't think it is yet. But I think the pieces. All there for it to be very, very good, obviously, with, with the health kittle, especially. Well, it helps that their offensive line is a very, it's a very strong veteran group. Yeah. That as long as it stays healthy, outside of the right guard spot, like every everybody's been such a long term NFL starter. With, I mean, you get Trent Williams, Alex Mack, have a whole heap of Pro Bowls under their belts. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. It just all comes back to Shanahan when you talk about the offense. Defensively, yeah. you're you're getting Nick Bosa back, one of the defensive player of the year candidates uh, in the NFL. And, and you're adding him to a defensive line that has Eric Armstead, that has D Ford, uh, that has a first round pick in Javon Kinlaw in year two. So you're expecting a leap from him there too. Definitely. It's just as a whole, though. I I think I think for sure. It almost feels like people are, and again, I hate the Niners, so I'm always going to be shitting on them. But <laughs> and I saw them 10-7. It almost feels like people are forgetting that Robert Salah isn't there anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but I love D'Amico you know Ryan. Yeah, it's, fun, it's very fun. But Daryl Taps on staff, Daniel Bruce on staff, so many former players, so many yeah, a couple, couple of Seahawks. I think the staff is really cool, and obviously the the, the talent is there, no doubt about it. But I don't think we should give it a given. I, I, that's what you know. I think that's what bugs me a lot. People are giving the Niners like a given return to their Super Bowl form. I think that's not there because I don't think the team is as good, and I, the coaching staff isn't like the defense coaching staff is different. Uh, but no, the talent is there for this to be a really, really, really good unit again. How um, much do you how much do you believe in the secondary though? I'm just so well, such I, fucking shit on just, the Niners. Yeah. One, one sec, Fred, Fred Warner's 
the best linebacker in football. Dre, Dre Greenlaw's played really well since uh, yep. they took him. Uh, the secondary is interesting because I think you have a guy in Jason Verrett who played out of his mind last year when he was mm-hmm. finally able to be healthy. Yep. Will he be able to be healthy? It's still a question. Jimmy Ward's one of the best in, uh, nickel cover corners in the league. Um, but then after that, like, Jaquiski Tart's fun, but he's also always injured. Yeah. They 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 drafted Diomodore Lenoir. I'm pretty sure for three years I've said his name wrong. And, and Hafanga from <laughs> USC. But, like, I don't expect – and Ambry Thomas. Like, I don't expect any of those guys to instantly – at all, no. I try totally to make him impact, impact, but also, like they're an injury away from needing to. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I totally agree. So I think just the de- I think there's a lot of questions in, in the secondary, and I think, like you said, an injury or two can kind of uh, unravel it. But luckily for them, that pass rush is sitting in front of them, so they don't have to cover for that long. Um, no. Uh, moving to let's move to your Seahawks. Tell me why your Seahawks are a playoff team. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are the greatest team in the history of sports. Um, I, I I think I'm a maybe not a little down on them, but a, a little maybe a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think once you have if you have Russell Wilson, you're good. I think that's that's what it comes down. Obviously, he was a little upset in the offseason. I think that's good for the success of the Seahawks this year, though. I think Russell Wilson being a little pissed off is good. Uh, and I have a l- really really high hopes for Shane Waldron coming in. I think that. Rams, pseudo-Rams, Sean McVay system. Uh, I think that's going to work wonders for Russell Wilson. I think in years past, just not having the easy throws in this offense is what really, or not not consistently at least, is what really fucked this offense and just derailed them. So I think that that's going to work. Uh, Chris Carson's a really, really good running back. He's a top 10 running back. Behind him, solid. Um, then the, you get to the receiving core. Uh, DK Metcalf is a stud. Tyler Loggett is a stud. Uh, D. Askridge is a fucking really exciting rookie. I think he's gonna have a nice rookie year. Um, tight end, I think Gerald Everett's a low key, really nice signing, especially already knowing this offense pretty much. Will Disley is an enigma and always hurt, but uh, outside of that, I think I think all of that you feel good about. You go to the offensive line; they just bring Dwayne. They they got the Dwayne Brown situation settled. Uh, he's a stud. You know where he's there. Damian Lewis, I think another step coming. Um, Gabe Jackson coming in, I think that's really good. Brandon Shell is really solid. Uh, the center position is where you worry. I think Kyle Fuller is going to win the starting job week one. I don't think Ethan Posick was bad last year, but he clearly just couldn't get the gig together. So I think that's the issue, but I think even the offensive line is going to be better performing than most years. I think people just being down on the Seahawks is almost just like the Rams made the splashier moves, the Niners are coming back, but they have the best quarterback in the division, and I think that's what really matters. Yes, and the uh, the best and most consistent wide receiver core. What do you think Shane Waldron's going to do uh, from from an outsider's point of view? I think he's an up, I think he's an upgrade. I, I I'll spoiler. Mm-hmm. I have him for assistant of the year. Yeah, I mean, like Schottenheimer started good, and then it, it completely fell. And like that's still scary to me the way they flipped. But um, mentioning that the defense also flipped, it was a disaster to start the year. And finished better, and um, I think on paper, yeah. Question for you. Please. They kind of have to have a a guy at each level emerge as as a a guy who hasn't necessarily proven themselves emerge as a playmaker. And so in my eyes, on the defensive line, that's Darrell Taylor. Uh, Yeah, who's – 
who's kind of playing that like be... Bruce Bruce Irvin role. So it's a little yeah. little linebacker, a little end. Yeah, and I think he's flashed a I don't, lot. Yeah, and I don't think it'll be LJ Collier. No, um, uh, Collier's just linebacker become a solid dude. Yeah, a linebacker. They obviously took Jordan Brooks in the first round last year, yeah. so he. And now KJ Wright's gone, so bigger role there. It's huge. And then, yeah. then in the secondary, in the secondary, it's kind of wide open at corner, is it not? Oh, it's a disaster. Yeah, totally. Uh, Trey Flowers is a guy who's who's going to be starting. Uh, a lot of Seahawks fans are not happy about that. He's had his major ups and major downs. DJ Reed came in and was the biggest, the biggest surprise on the Seahawks last year. I feel good about DJ Reed. But yeah, they like obviously um, signing a Kale Witherspoon. Wait, wait, wait! Can you circle back to that? Who who was high on DJ Reed in the in the draft? Uh, Robert Arnold Lloyd Paul, if I remember so. correctly. Uh, I wasn't as high. I liked him though. I thought it was, it was such a sneaky good signing. I remember we were both happy. Well, maybe not. Ha- I was happy. You were excited when they they snagged him from the Niners last year. It was a dumb move, San Fran. Anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they signed it Witherspoon. I think they expected him to be a starter, and now he's in Pittsburgh. Um, Trey Brown yeah, is starting the season on the IR, but I don't think anyone expected him to to start. No. Sidney Jones, fingers crossed. They just brought him in, uh, bring him back to Seattle. I, I I hope he can kind of uh, get back to what he showed at Washington because I think both both of us coming out thought he would be a really really good football player. Um, so the the corner is the spot is the big question on this football team, no doubt about it. Luckily, uh, safeties are studs between Quandre Diggs, who uh, a bit of a contract situation there, but he's going to play. Jamal Adams, who had the contract situation, but they brought him in. Uh, obviously, studs, and I hoping another leap from Marquis Blair. And they throw in, you know, a backup Ugo Amadi playing nickel or safety. That's he's as solid as you're going to get as a backup. So, um, I, I have good hopes, and I think it just comes down to Russell Wilson, though. And I, I hold on, just circling back. I think the pass rush has improved. I think they don't have studs up front. Daryl Taylor's got the best job, uh, the best chance to do it. But Dunlap coming back, he, he was really good last year. You know, just inside Puna Ford, Al Woods, like just solid. Uh, Kerry Hyder as a backup. Uh, I think Rasheem Green's going to f- show you something this year. Uh, so I think there's – and Alton Robinson, Robinson too. Robinson yeah. flashed a little bit last year. Yeah, so I think there's depth there with that they haven't had in, in, since they've been, you know, good, to be honest. But just not flashy. It's just not flashy. All right, let's 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 do the Cardinals, then we'll, we'll finish uh, with the Rams. Uh, Cardinals. So I think that the big thing kind of holding us back here for the most part is not trusting this coaching staff. Yeah, Because by all accounts, Kyler Murray has everything you need to be a top 10 quarterback in this league. We've seen him be one of the most dynamic playmakers in the league at times. Um, the running back room is up in the air, but I, I think Chase Edmonds is probably going to end up being good enough for it not to be like the like I, it's hard to see a running back be the downfall of a season especially when, when you've got a playmaker like kyler pass catcher like deandre hopkins you brought in rondell moore i'm expecting a bigger role for christian kirk um with larry Fitzgerald gone they brought in aj green i don't really expect a ton there but um and offensive line-wise, it's not good, but it's better than it has been, and that starts with acquiring Rodney Hudson, who's still one of the best centers in the NFL. Uh, they get him from the Raiders. And having him, DJ Humphreys at left tackle, uh, I, th- I, th- I don't necessarily know what you got with the rest of the offensive line. Like, Justin Pugh's going to start, but it's a bit up in the air. I just... 
I don't know. It's it comes back to like I just don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. I don't trust the offensive line as a whole, despite getting better with Rodney Hudson. Um, and then defensively, it's there's a lot of names people know, <laughs> but like, what's JJ Walkall left in the tank? Is is Chandler Jones gonna be playing at the same high level he was pre-injury? Yeah. Yeah. Is Isaiah Simmons gonna play way better and live up to the hype? Take another linebacker in the first round in Zayvon Collins. Is that going to work? Uh, in the secondary, Buda Baker and Byron Murphy, UW gang. Outside of those two, there's there's not a lot there. Um, who's starting opposite Byron Murphy? Tank I'm going to guess it's Rob. Uh, I was going to guess Robert Alford, who's coming off another season in an injury, and he's 32. Yeah, it's one of those two, and that's. Uh... That's brutal. I don't think any team's got a worse quarterback, a cornerback two situation in the league. And yeah, Jalen Thompson or Deontay Thompson, who are starting another safety spot, uh, completely unproven. Um, so yeah, I think I think the secondary is like, other than Buddha and, and Murphy, um, it's like holy fuck that can get exposed. And then yeah, I'll work I'll work the way backwards. Um, like you said, Simmons, the talent's there. I think he can do it, um, but we'll see. Damon Collins, that's a lot on his plate for a rookie. I love him, but it's a lot on his plate. I don't think like I think Chandler Jones getting back to form is too much of a. I don't think it's a guaranteed. As much as Chandler Jones is a stud, I don't think it's a guaranteed. JJ Watt's old. The interior is not good there. Um, keep working our way back. The offensive line, it's not good either. And isn't it funny that like Cliff Kingsbury coming from Texas Tech. He's had the running game working like better than the passing game has as a whole, and like the the, the offensive line's been better as a run, run blocking, and uh, what they need is this passing attack to really become consistent. Because let Kyler Murray, I think all the talent in the world is there. Uh, he's got Nuke, he's got Christian Kirk. Uh, Ronald Moore's gonna have a really, really, really fun role in this offense. I think immediately, the old goat DJ <laughs> Green's there. They never have a tight end, but it doesn't matter to them. Um, I just don't trust Gainsbury to make the um, like just like in in the right situations. I don't trust him to make the right calls. And you pair that with I think Kyler's going to still be scrambling for his life a lot of times. Uh, Rodney Hudson's a huge addition, obviously, but but still it it takes five guys up front. Um, and yeah, I just again would it shock well, me if the Cardinals like if if this is the first division in history to have four playoff teams. No, it wouldn't shock me, but I just I don't think it's it's gonna happen. I yeah, I don't think the Cardinals are are winning more than seven games. Um, I do think at least there are reasons to watch Cardinals. Like Kyler is oh, yeah, electric for, sure. for like, and I I am really excited to see what uh, it looks like with Simmons and Collins beside each other at linebacker. I think that's a fun thing to watch on this defense for sure. But yeah, as a whole, I just don't think there's enough there, especially in this division we're playing. Three potential playoff times, two times apiece. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's, it's an uphill battle for the Cardinals. Um, Finally, the Rams. The Rams have the best quarterback Sean McVay's ever had, and they've been able to go to the Super Bowl with a average at best quarterback before. Throwing Matthew Stafford into the equation changes everything. Um, not to mention they have the best player to ever play football in Aaron Donald, the best corner in the league in Jalen Ramsey, a loaded and deep secondary yeah. Um, uh, a great wide receiver duo, an up and cover in Van Jefferson. Uh, they drafted Tutu Atwell. They signed Deshaun Jackson. All the speed and and, and thin bodies you could hope for. Um, <laughs> running back, weird. 
situation losing Cam Akers, but I, I think like I think they'll be fine between what Sean McVay knows how to do as a schemer play caller and uh, in like Michelle how, and Henderson much, like that's okay. Like they were able to consistently run the ball with Todd Gurley when like Jared Goff wasn't really scaring anyone. Yeah. Uh, so having Stafford there alone should open up the box a little more, and I think Henderson and Michelle are, are going to do enough for it to not be a problem. Uh, the thing that stands out to me is the offensive line. They have, they have a, guys who have started games. Andrew Whitworth, you got to assume is in his last year, but yeah. you never know with that guy. <laughs> Austin yeah. Corbett kind of had came out of nowhere and was quite good last year. Um, Rob Rob Havenstein is kind of a stalwart for them at right tackle, but I like it's not a great offensive line. Uh, no, and I mean like. Andrew Whitworth has been so so good, but you gotta figure the the wheels are gonna come off. But uh, I feel like you could have said that last year, and it it didn't. He was also still really good. Uh, no, I don't think you can trust. Like, uh, it's fine. It's fine as a hold off to line. But yeah, just just Stafford with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. I think it's just gonna be so and and McVay calling the plays. I think it's gonna be just so so like consistent. I think it's gonna be so consistent and super effective. And Even I, th- w- I think. Yeah, go the ahead. thing is, is, like, obviously Woods and Woods and Cup are incredible. They're thousand yard receiver guys. I think the, the combination of Jefferson, Jackson, Tutu Atwell, almost in a rotational situation, like a by committee third, where you've you've got Deshaun Jackson as a field stretcher, Tutu Atwell's more of a gadget guy, and Ben Jefferson, as we know, is a great route runner. So I think that'll be interesting to see how they deploy those three. Can I can I say something really quick? I'm kind of tired yeah. of going into a season. Deshaun Jackson's a new home, and like people hyping him up, and he just he never plays. I don't think anyone's hyping him up. He's 34. But there's still like you're talking about. I don't even think he's worth talking about. That's but I'm just well, uh, this happens every I, year. As a third as a third rotational receiver, I think he does still add a bit of field stretching ability. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just I don't know. I'm tired. Yeah, of he anyway. averaged 17 yards of catch last year. Let's get over. Go. Goat. Uh, seeing Tutu is going to be interesting. Damn, damn. For sure. Um, I, I, wonder, I, I wonder if he's even going to have a role. I, that's what I mean. No, I just mean it's going to be interesting to see at all. And hey, Ben Skoronek made the team, baby. Uh, Tyler Higby, do you think he's an important? Like him, obviously, with, with Gerald Everett out, it's all on his plate at tight end. Do you, do you think it well, matters no, if he's I, good or I not? Think, I wonder if Bryson Hopkins kind of takes Maybe. on a bit. Because that's a guy I like coming out of Purdue, but um, yep, I I think Higby's in such a situation that the he's always gonna have the opportunity to make a play because he is mm-hmm. not really focused on. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. a, he's a big yeah. he's a very athletic for a big guy too at tight end. Um, like I don't know, I don't think he's like poised to make a leap or anything. I think he'll just continue to play at the level. He's I agree. At. Yeah, I think he's gonna be open a lot. Uh, just because of McVeigh can get him open and everyone else got the attention. Yeah. Um, Okay. The big question on the defense is um, how much are they going to miss Brandon Staley and how good of a job can Raheem Morris do immediately? Or do you not worry about it because it's so talented? Uh, I think there will be, it'll be like, I don't want to say there'll be a big, big drop off, but the thing is like, do we trust Leonard Floyd to p- play as well as he did last year? Do we see Terrell Lewis taking a leap this year? 
Mm. Do we see one of those inside linebackers do anything? Because, like, they drafted Ernest Jones in the third round, which was such a reach, and he kind of fits the mold of the linebackers they've been taking, where it's these guys who are downhill thumpers but don't have the ability to play on passing downs. (laughs) I don't don't even necessarily have great instincts. So, like, I don't know. That's just their type, I guess. (laughs) So the linebacker thing's still an issue. Yes. The front seven in general, outside of uh, Aaron Donald, I don't think anyone's a given, like, Michael Brockers is finally gone. That puts more on Ashawn Robinson's plate to be mm-hmm. something. I like Sebastian Joseph Day, but like, and I and I like Bobby Brown, but he's a rookie. But yeah, like I don't love them. And, and again, yeah, like is Leonard Floyd? How much uh, are we gonna get? Like, is he gonna take level up a bit? Is Trell Lewis gonna be consistent? I think that's super important. Secondary wise, though, yeah, just so good. Like Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey, one of the best uh, outside corner duos in the league. Jordan Fuller has proven his worth immediately. Um, you lose John Johnson, yeah, but you have Taylor Rapp. You drafted Terrell Burgess. Like, there's depth there. You've got David Long. They draft Robert Rochelle. Like, they've done a good job stocking the cupboards here. Yeah, I I do think Raheem Morris has. Uh, more work to do than um, than Staley did last year, and anyone else in years past. Because you can only go on so long without um, this this linebacking group getting exposed. And like you said, I w- outside, good, yeah. I was just gonna say, I will say, having Stafford opposed to Goff there though takes more pressure off the defense. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. If 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 Stafford is five points or a touchdown better than Goff, which he very well could be, it definitely does. Um, but there's still a lot of pressure. Again, he's gonna he's gonna be fine. But on Aaron Donald, where he's <clears throat> the gap between him and and anyone else on the front seven is uh, bigger than on any other team. And and again, that's also well, because he's he's elite. But it's also because no one else is that good. Yeah, fair. Uh, uh, but okay. yeah, the secondary is really good. So, <laughs> uh, want to rank some quarterbacks? Uh, yeah, let's let's rank quarterbacks. Rob, uh, 10. You know him. You love him. Former uh, Winnipeg Blue Bomber, Chris Traveler. Yep, yep. My 10 as well. The Nine. perfect 10. He is the perfect 10. I can't believe he's still on a roster. It's really cool. Uh, <laughs> nine. It's the only oh. good thing Cliff Kingsbury's done. It's <laughs> a, a good point. It's He's like he's the likable Taysom Hill. Uh, yep. <laughs> nine. Uh, speaking of likable football players, Bryce Perkins, old Commodore. Wait, UVA uh, Cav, baby. Uh, eight, Colt McCoy. I, I still love Colt McCoy. I don't give a fuck where I put him. I, I love him. Uh, seven, uh, Mr. Steal Your Job from Jared Goff, potentially, John Wolford. Uh, six, Mr. Steady Eddie, QB2, Geno Smith. Five, Jimmy Garoppolo. Four, Trey Lance. Three, because the top five is actually legit interesting in this division. Kyler Murray, three, two, okay. uh, Matt Stafford, and, and Russ, number one. Okay, so I, I went Strebler, 10, Perkins, 9, McCoy, 8, Wolford, 7, Geno <laughs> Smith, 6, Jimmy G, up. 5, Trey Lance, 4, Matthew Stafford, 3, Kyler Murray, 2, Russell Wilson, 1. Yeah, I think that's like – it's funny. I can, I'm so surprised we match up everywhere else because who cares. But uh, I think that's the only debate is, is between Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray. And I really – Talent, like if I was building a new football team, uh, who would I choose between Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford? I'd probably choose Kyler Murray, 
But in their current situations, I give Matt Stafford the the, the nod. No, it's it's to- it's totally fair. I went back and forth with it. Yeah. Uh, MVP. It's it's Russell Wilson. But it could. I mean, if the Cardinals make a massive leap, or if Stafford is yeah. what we think he can be, like all three of them are true contenders. But it's hard not to pick Russ. Uh, I totally agree. Offensive Player of the Year. I think more interesting. Uh, just like in, in the AFC West, I went with the tight end. I went with George Kittle. Good choice. And just like in the AFC West, I went with the wide receiver in DK Metcalf. Yeah, so I, I was debating um, DK. And then I just, I think with, especially with Trey Lance there, like in Kittle, mm-hmm. if, if he is able to stay healthy, I just think like, once again, he could be like a 1,300-yard tight end. Yeah, but will he um, score any touchdowns, Rob? Big question. Defensive no, player of the year. Those, those are all for the belldozer. Uh, defensive player of the year and Donald. <laughs> yeah, um, obviously. You just can't not pick him until he doesn't win it. I mean, obviously. Um, if you had to put money on anyone winning defensive player of the year again, would it be Aaron Donald, though? Because can he just do it again? I don't know, because will they get tired of voting him even though I think he so. win it every year? I think they will. But, but they haven't gotten tired yet. That's true, but they, I feel like they did for a year and then they came back. <laughs> like, well, I, it's, I thought last year, like I thought T.J. Watt was going to win it over him because yeah. they're just tired of it. But, but I will throw this out there: lots of great pass rushers in the league right now, um, on the edge. Not that <laughs> lots of teams without good tackle play. One extra game, there's a really good chance uh, Michael Strand's sack record gets broken immediately. And if it's that a happens, fake sack record anyway. Mark Gaston yeah. has the record. Mark Gaston's got the record. Actually, what's his name? So that Lions guy who they retroactively <laughs> gave the record <laughs> yeah. to. He's the real. Okay, you're right. So his how many do you have? Twenty five or something. Anyways, um, yeah, his, his real sack record. Regardless, there's a good chance someone breaks it this year um, with extra games. So if that happens, it feels like they're a guaranteed almost. Even if it, it, fuck, it might be Aaron Donald. So <laughs> uh, offensive rookie of the year, Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. Do you think? Do you think? Uh, how big of a year do you think Dwayne Eskridge has? Uh good question. Um, not that big, but I think he's gonna be exciting. Yeah. I, I really don't know because we didn't see him. We saw him okay. at, at one okay. one target. Yeah. Who Eskridge, Rondell Moore, Tutu Atwell, all taking, uh, yeah. all all interesting styles of player, all taken by NFC West teams uh, in the top one hundred. Um, Rank them by production. Uh, Rondell Moore, D. Eskridge, okay. and Tutu. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure who you'd have, uh, Rondell Moore or Eskridge. But it seems like they, go they're going to get him the football, man. Well, they, they probably should, so. <laughs> they should. But Defensive rookie dear. <laughs> Zayman Collins. Yeah, not really a ton of options here, and he's a first-rounder, and he, he should be playing a lot. Yeah, no, I totally agree. There really wasn't a lot of options. Uh, offensive line of the year. 49ers. Uh, I'm going to choose the Seahawks just because, you know, the, the the focus is always on the Seahawks off the line, so if they can keep – I think they're going to do a better job keeping Russ Homer. clean because the offense is better designed to do it. So I think – and like, hey, yeah. well, the Seahawks' PFF grades are better. Anyways, yeah, comeback player of the year, Nick Bosa or, or George Kittle? Uh, for me, it's J.J. Watt. <laughs> good choice. How many times does he want? Yeah, already? no, I I went with Nick Bosa because he's come back from war, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I also because Trump Bosa. lost the election, so like he's coming back from that too. <laughs> so true. 
Uh, most improved. Uh, I I was debating between two safeties. Fun. Uh, Marquise Blair. Okay. Taylor Rapp. I went Rapp because I think he has to with John Johnson gone. Yeah, I know. I think that's a good choice. I I went low key. I went with Rasheem Green, who is still a really young player. Yuck. Really? F- no, he's been good, Rob. He's been flashy. And uh, he's not going to have a massive role. This is a low-key one. It's not a breakout. It's a most improved. I think he's going to have a solid year. Breakout. Breakout. I bought the the hype. Brandon Ayuk. I don't love it, though. Okay. I I thought you picked Darrell Taylor. I'm really – you know I love Darrell Taylor coming out. I've heard some good things. I'm really excited to watch him. But I didn't pick him. I I picked Byron Murphy. Good choice. That's a good choice. I like that one. Um, With Taylor, I almost just – Wonder how big his role is going to be. It's, uh, I'm not sure yet. Right. Co- Coach, Coach of the year. year. Uh, I got Shanny because they, they go 14-3. Yeah, I got Shanny because he gets them back to the playoffs. Uh, but I got Coach Waldron for assistant. Uh, well, I was going to think that's a good question. I have Shane Waldron too, but if they go 14-3 and three like you think, D'Amico Ryan's has got that defense cooking and it's, it's all on his plate. So I think he's a legit candidate too. I think Raheem Morris is too. Yeah, no, that, that's that's all a good point. Lots, I think all three of those guys legit. All right, agreed. Uh, but Waldron, I think is a no was above the other two. GM of the year, I got John Lynch. If uh, based on um, Trey the drafting Lance of Trey Lance, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred. If Trey Lance has a really good year and they make the playoffs, he's a hundred percent legit candidate to win the award. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did it. We're finally done. Thanks Can't believe we got NFL football uh, today. Today, unless do, I publish oh, do, the episode tonight. Unless you do it tonight. Uh, <laughs> do the Cowboys make any noise in the the kick? Do they do they keep it a good game? That's all I want to know. Yeah, because uh, your your Bucks are just killing time to the playoffs. 